0: Say happy birthday, Mr. Thoreau. Happy birthday. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 120 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm 10B Tim coming to you in full summer mode, and I am joined by my favorite drinks of water, Andy the Drew and Johnny the
1: John. hello did you just call me a potty yeah i did i think technically you did i know crap uh, what did i do johnny the john (laughs) Uh,
0: so in lieu of our usual topic this week we're going to stick to fresh points because there has been a a ton of limited releases coming out from Write notepads and field notes and baron fig and moleskin but before we start making those points fresh let's check in with our tools of the trade and let's start with johnny Good
1: so, uh, the John. Johnny the John. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I talked about Jamestown before and we finally finished it. Have you guys checked that out yet on PBS?
0: Not yet. But,
1: um, Not yet. Yeah, it's it's a cool show. And they um so they wrapped it up after, after three seasons and apparently it was a surprise that they were doing that. So I was afraid it was gonna be one of those situations where, you know, a show goes on for a few seasons and get can gets cancelled and you're like, oh crap, mid-story. But they they knew it was gonna be the last season. And wrote it accordingly. So that, yeah. that's satisfying. And um, we haven't really been watching anything as we were out of town. We were watching a lot of uh, Bob's Burgers in the hotel because kids. Mm-hmm. And, it's um, a good hotel show. Yeah. So I listen to a lot of music that is on the, um, the darker side. So when our friend Eric in Scotland recommended an album called Sucker Punch by a, a Norwegian pop singer called Sigrid, we were listening to that on the train. That's like pretty enjoyable and uh, yeah. lighthearted. Sort of bouncy, but um, some of the other things that Spotify thinks you'll like if you like that, but also you know death metal you might not like, so <laughs> just stick to that. And um, my last yeah. thing is I'm reading a book that I have a meaning to read called American Philosophy: A Love Story, which is sort of a um, like a it's a like early midlife memoir by a philosophy professor named John Cage who I think teaches at UMass Lowell about um. Rediscovering philosophy and life through the American philosophers like William James, which was my big specialty in grad school. So, it, mm. And a lot of it takes place in Boston where I just left. So it's a very, very good book. He's a really good writer. He just wrote a book that came out called Hiking with Nietzsche that I just ordered, which sounds mm. really interesting. Mm. So yeah, that's my, my short list. And I'm writing with a... Blackwing ten thousand and one. that I found on the dining room table, and I know isn't mine, but everybody here says that it's not theirs. So now it is mine.
2: <laughs> now it is yours.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, sweetest. You know, put a new eraser on it. Good to go. And I'm <laughs> writing in book one of the Write Notepads Fourth of July series, which we'll talk about a little later.
0: Nice.
1: Nice. Right, how, how are you, Andy? Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Drew. Sup. Sup. <laughs>
0: Sup. Sup. Sup, John. Sup, Drew.
2: I, uh, you know, at some point in my life, I was like, you know, my name is Andrew. I definitely don't feel like a Drew. Am I an Andy or am I an Andrew? And I definitely felt like an Andy. So that's it. Andy is a very conscious choice to, to continue with. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: wear yeah. <laughs> right. you wear a visor ever? Yeah. Right. Do you wear a visor ever?
2: No. A visor?
0: Yeah. No. There's was a kid I went to high school with who went by Drew and he always was wearing a visor. And so I just kind of associate Drew's with visors. Just Drew's with visors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. If I ever start, I'll
2: know, I'll know what to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I have been reading, um, it just came out. Neil Stevenson, who's a pretty prolific sci-fi author, speculative fiction author. He wrote a book recently, uh, called fall or dodge in hell. And, um, I just missed. He was in San Francisco and he was doing a book signing at Borderland Books not that long ago, um, which is kind of a well-known sci-fi bookstore we have here. And I missed it, but oh well. Um, but I downloaded the ebook version of *Fall and Dodge and Hell* to read on the plane. Uh, to uh, I took vacation and went to Indiana to visit my family and. So on the way there and on the way back it's been it was about ten hours in the air ish and I'm only thirty five percent of the way through the book because if ever you read like read a Neil Stevenson book, you know how freaking long they are um, He's kind of like uh Frank Herbert in that he just like writes and writes and writes and spends like you know whole chapters on you know like this like some fake economy and like some alien civilization or something. He, he did that. He did that here. It's a, it's kind of about a near future where, um, you know, we're approaching the singularity with like billionaires, uploading their consciousness into, into the cloud and just kind of some of the cultural things that result from that. So it's really good. It's a very well-written book. Um, Neil Stevenson's always like talented, but it's definitely not short, like, like simply spoken. Um, so reading that, uh, reading or watching, I'm about halfway and a little over halfway through two thirds of the way through Stranger Things season three, which is so fantastic. Tim finished it. Maybe you can talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I'm, it's it's the best season yeah. by far.
1: Uh, Ooh, high yeah. praise. Yeah,
2: I, I really appreciate that. You know, like it's been a year and a half since the last episode, the, the last season. And all the kids have like definitely grown up a lot more. They're like, you know, teens or preteens rather than just like children and i'm glad that they sort of like they don't they're not trying to like pretend that they're still all kids they're just like you know following them along following along with them in the um in the show so it's so good so it's exactly the sort of like it's it's a lot darker but it's exactly the sort of thing
0: i would have loved to have watched like when i was that age yeah 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 it's a uh, and I, I was thinking about last night that they kind of with them aging and getting older and like where they are in school they're yeah. kind of setting themselves up perfectly for doing the like five episodes in a movie sort of mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. which i really i really hope that's what happens
2: oh a stranger yeah. things movie would be so good yeah. yeah 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 i'm i'm a huge stranger things fan a lot of i see a lot of criticism just saying like it's a it's it's very much like leans on nostalgia yeah and like the feeling that like it kind of evokes which which honestly like this is this isn't just (laughs) which is why 40 million people have watched (laughs) it right yeah (laughs) because they love it yeah and it's i mean it's certainly nostalgic but i don't think it's nostalgic for nostalgia's sake i think that there's like a really great like ethos that they're capturing and like the way like the like it serves the plot right like and the character development it's not just nostalgia for it's not like people releasing like belt buckles and watches that look
0: like super Nintendos or something like it's very. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, they're, so, they're not like the outfits and stuff that they're like wearing. They're not like necessarily attractive yeah. versions of it. it's just like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what we used to wear. That's the haircut. We used to have,
1: <laughs> and it's like, what were we thinking? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All of those kids
2: are like, Probably like the characters are probably 10 years older than I am. Like the season takes place in 1985 and I was mm-hmm. two years old in 1985. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think they're all about your age, Johnny, like ish, right? Like you're, how old were you in
1: 1985? Uh, five or six.
2: Okay. So I guess they're a little older than you even too. Um, but like, it still feels like the late, the late eighties and early nineties to me. Like, like, like small town Indiana was just like Hawkins yeah oh yeah so anyhow sure. uh and then i'm <laughs> writing with a an a baron fig confidant and i'm actually using one of the baron fig archers the one that looks like a school pencil like the yellow and green school pencil Ooh, nice um, which i think is my favorite archer edition um yeah how about you tim
0: sweet I, along with Stranger Things, which I think we've said what we need to say on that, I, but I've just been thinking about it all the time, and I watched it in like three days. James, uh, my wife is traveling, and so each evening I've watched like three episodes, and um, I'm ready to start it again. I'm ready to start over, I think, yeah. at least, maybe even certain episodes. And now that I said that thing about the the making the movie at the end uh, – yeah. The last episode was like a movie. I mean, it was like an hour and twenty minutes long or something. Yeah. So I mean, so they might just do that, like the last if they if they they could do five episodes and then just or five seasons and then the last episode of that fifth season could just be like two hours long or something like that. Oh, yeah. That would be incredibly awesome. So um along with that, I'm also I've also been watching and reading Longmire. Um have you guys ever watched Longmire? Yeah no. no. or heard of it? So it's a, it was based on a a novel Called the Cold Dish is where it started. This this series, which he had, which Craig Johnson had intended to write as a standalone novel, and uh, but it turned into this series of like fifteen books that he's written so far. But the premise was that he wanted to write a sort of crime novel with a or with a sheriff kind of thing. But he wanted to do it in the least populated town of the least populated county of the least populated state. Uh, which was in Wyoming. And so it's this guy, Walt Longmire, who's just got kind of a, his life's just sort of a, you know, a mess. And, um, he's, you liking that bone, Theo? Jeez. I'm so (laughs) loud. Uh, but he, so yeah, so he's, I'm reading the first book and that's what that first episode was based on. So it's a great show. And Jane and I are really enjoying that. It's like a, Sort of modern Western feel to it, but he's it's 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 based in today, but it kind of feels like a Western. But they're dealing with modern issues and stuff like that. Uh, Good characters. And then I'm reading "Dumbing Us Down," rereading "Dumbing Us Down," which is a book by John Taylor Gatto, who was this famous like educate like voice in education, who was a teacher for thirty years in New York State, and he won the Teacher of the Year award, and then like within a couple months quit like really publicly with an op-ed in like the wall street journal um saying why he was quitting because he had just lost all faith in the the education system and so he is just kind of a fiery voice of just like why our education system is just complete garbage and you know why uh what certain private schools have that our public school system doesn't allow to exist because they're basically just training us all to be good factory workers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called the hidden curriculum of compulsory schooling. And he has another book called the weapons of mass instruction. It's um, <laughs> a good title, which is a really good one too. And so he's just uh, really a good thing for me to read at the beginning of the year, just to make sure that I, I'm not just like falling into the traps that he describes that make school feel useless to kids. Um, yeah. so I'm really, really enjoying that. And it's also, it's a good, book for uh, just I mean parents to read I mean if anybody's just like interested in just take like, that idea because it helps you kind of like navigate thinking about your kids or your family members in schooling just to like make sure that they're not sort of falling prey to a system yeah. that was yeah designed in England to make good factory workers who would just do whatever you say you know? Yeah. so yeah it's really inspiring and cool I like him a lot and he actually passed away Last year, um, which was uh, really sad, but this is—it's nice to to reread this now. Yeah. And I am writing with—I've got a Blackwing, the nineteen seventeen—is that what it's called? The yes, yeah. the, the it anniversary. Nice. Of, so yeah. i got a stub of, because I can't tell because I can't see the whole thing, but it's uh, in, I got a stub of that in my timber twist that I've been carrying around the last few days. And I am using one of the new field notes. I've got the, of course, the uh, Great Smoky Mountains National Park Edition.
2: Oh, that's a beautiful one. Which
0: is really, oh, really, really beautiful. It is awesome. And so, um, and I'm using, I'm actually carrying it in this old leather case. Like, uh, it's just one of those like simple uh you know, leather covers that has like a thin le- leather cover that has a rubber band that just kind of goes mm. across the binding and down the middle
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: because it is so hot that these are, and these are too beautiful to sweat through. So, yeah. um, <laughs> like in my pocket, <laughs> In my so I was like, I got to put a buffer in there cause these are too awesome. So, um, yeah, I just got mine today. So I just, I, I actually, it was perfect timing cause I just finished one of the, uh, what the open road one or whatever. I just finished one of those today and then started one yeah. of these. That,
2: I think my favorite... Well, we can talk about this later, but... Yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to know something tragic? I, something I lost, tragic? I lost my Timber Twist. And...
1: Oh, that's depressing. They're
2: not, yeah, they're not making... He's not making it anymore. John Fontaine is. He's, like, closed up. Like, is
1: in general? Or just a Timber Twist? Reopen?
2: In general, like, I, I, we... I don't think we talked about on the show. We talked about it in the group a little bit, but um, he's just been so busy with work, and he's hasn't been able to, like, you know get back making more twists. So I don't think you can buy any, any twists timber or
1: otherwise from him right now. (gasps) Oh my
0: God.
2: Yeah.
1: There aren't any products in this collection. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. So, hold I'm on so to glad. what you've got. <laughs>
0: Henry's obsessed with mine and he always kind of like drops those like kid hints of like, yeah, it'd be really cool to have one of these. I think I kind of <laughs> want to. And so, and I'd be like, yeah, well, maybe you can save up for one. I said that the other day and I was like, oh, don't know.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Have- did you show him how you did the voice for the Timber Twist? Um,
0: uh, no. Like, no, like I, didn't. I don't think you, that would even make sense to him. He'd just be like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So that's that, really a bummer. Gosh, I hope, I hope they come back. Again. Yeah, These just... are like one of the coolest things out there in this world, like in this like stationary world. I think the Yeah. Timber Twist is like one of my prized Absolutely. items that I carry around. I have a feeling in... wanted... sorry, Good? I, I always wanted, fe- wanted to
1: get a clip. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you go. <laughs>
2: I always uh I have a feeling that mine is like in a jacket or a coat somewhere that I just haven't worn for like mm. a year or so, but I just need to get down and look for it yeah yeah how about no, what are you gonna say
1: i was gonna say i always wanted to get a clip i just yeah. like never pulled the trigger mm-hmm. uh well maybe it, it'll be one of those things you'll forget and like pull out a bag you haven't used in a long time like oh. what's this oh my god yeah but like The best thing ever. Did tell you guys the story about when Henry did that with me where I,
0: I was, I lost my favorite, well, one of those Karis Customs pens. It's like the, it's called the EDK. It's like the shorter kind of pocket pen that they yeah. sell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I lost it for like six months. And just, Henry just like walked into the room one day holding it. Oh. And, and I was like, <laughs> what? like oh. and I had that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, Henry, you found a Good job. Good job. I can't believe you found that. And I was like, where did
1: you, where did you find it? And he was just like, I don't know. I was like no,
0: but where did you find it? And he literally was just like I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know where I found it. Yeah, I've had
1: it for a long time. This is my pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We he yeah, he just like, it away.
0: he's like I don't, know. I don't remember. I just was back there somewhere and just found it today. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> I seriously, I don't think I had seen it in five, six months. It was a long time. Wow. So that was nice. All right, well, shall we get on with the abundance of fresh points? Uh, of of meaty fresh points that we have, or yeah. uh, meaty,
1: or meat. uh, minor, uh, minor, minor yeah, plant based uh, meal rep- uh, meat replacement. These are our <laughs> yeah, points. fresh points. These are <laughs> fresh, fresh meat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> impossible <laughs> points.
1: <laughs> impossible <laughs> points. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: burger, like the impossible burger or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, as an aside, I don't know if anyone's tried them. Like, oh, yeah. don't look for the meaty flavor, but they taste so freaking good. Like, who cares what they taste like?
2: We serve yeah. those at the Adobe cafeteria. They're really good. Oh my god! But are,
0: are they? Do you think they're any healthier than? I mean, besides just like eating meat, you know. But like, are they any healthier than just like a hamburger?
2: It's um, it's it's supposed yeah. To be, <laughs> it's supposed to be a lot more of the like um, polyunsaturated fats, like avocados okay. and that kind of stuff. They say, but I I don't know.
1: All right, cool. And most of the ones no that you buy commercially are just like soy, and a lot of folks that um, are sensitive to soy can't touch them. It's like too mm. much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you. um, I'm sure. I don't know what
2: your experience has been, Johnny, but like for me, it's it tastes very much like it. But like, I I think the thing that where that kind of gives it away is like it uses a lot of like coconut oil, Um, and so it has a little bit of that like coconut oil feel
1: and taste, which I honestly think is fine because I
2: like coconut oil. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Me too. I had. At one of my favorite restaurants, their special one time was the crusty Burger. It was an impossible burger with a brioche <laughs> with, like, pickles and some kind of sauce and curly fries, which they don't usually make on the side. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's I almost awesome. asked for, like, two to go. But I'm going to be that guy. But, um, so I just got back from Boston, and I got to go to a Muji store for the first time, which kind of blew my mind. Ooh, yeah. By the first time, second time, and third time because i was there for a week um i didn't buy too much i was a good boy but you can buy a lot of the stuff on their website or um amazon so i just wanted to check out like you know do i like these pens like holy crap yes these pens are amazing um but they had a crank pencil sharpener there which was really cool looking that i i did not buy but it wasn't very expensive so looking back i don't know why i didn't buy it (laughs) Cause it was, you it's know, that looked
0: sensory overload for you, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they had like all those essential oils going. So I walk in there and I'm like, oh And I don't you know, just had a lot of coffee.
0: Oh yeah. To figure. <laughs>
1: I'm like ah. But um, that, so-
2: <laughs> that sensory overload thing is real. I was I was telling Johnny beforehand that um, when I went to Singapore with Michael Metz we went into they have like a flagship size Muji there that has like a cafe, and it's is really huge. And he walked in and just like was not uh, not able to articulate words. We we spent like. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half hours there. Well he just like looked at everything. It was really funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I um I got to meet up with Les and Dade from RSVP. So I've got to hang out so with all three hosts of RSVP in the last couple of weeks, which is super awesome. Yeah. So jealous. So yeah, we got to hang out for like quite a while, which was cool. We got to have some good lunch at a place near Harbor Square called Darwin's that has a sandwich called the Walden Pond, which is vegetarian and so delicious. <laughs> And visit some cool shops, including Bob Slate, where I asked about the gold masterpiece, and the lady smiled and said she tried to order it, and she doesn't know if it's ever going to come. But I knew I—I like that she knew what I was talking about.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine that a sandwich—if I can revisit that—a sandwich <laughs> made after like a stoic <laughs> would taste very good.
1: Oh, it was like it was—you know—one well, of those be- tomato basil, basil mozzarella style sandwiches. But well, it was um,
2: it's just like—is it's like it gives you the proper amount of nutrition. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't like overstimulate your senses, and it's a very (laughs) sensible sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Well, (laughs) Walden
1: Pond is sort of like party ground. Don't even notice. Yeah. Yeah. People go there for like picnics, and they used to have an amusement park there. So it has it's tomato, basil, and mozzarella. But in place of basil, it's pesto, and they even put a little vinaigrette in there too. And you can pick your bread. So delicious. Get it on ciabatta. I might have had it several times while I was in town, (laughs) because I'm a hog and I really like sandwiches. (laughs) But um. Yeah, we got to, like, what did they have at Bob's Slate that was interesting? We bought these yellowed pencils that were from Statler, and it wasn't until I left that I realized they were extruded, but not, like, heavy, awesome Wopex extruded, like, ugh, extruded. Mm. So that, that sucked. And at Bob Slate, they sell singles of Black Wings for $3, yeah. including limited editions, which they're not supposed to do. But, like, you know, that's cool with me. Um, But they charge <laughs> $36 now for their volumes, yeah. Maybe we and, should like
0: bleep that part out, like, so,
1: yeah. so, they, so they don't get called out on. It. But um, they they had eight elevens. Like I asked them, like, so you have all these? Because they had volume four still. Like, Do you have eight elevens left? She's like, she smiled at me and goes, yes. And I'm like, um, where are they? She said, you have to ask for them, and you can only get one. I'm like, so you're hiding them? You can only <laughs> buy one, and you jack the price up? That just doesn't seem like a very good business practice. Uh, uh, Especially okay. a few months Scratch later. About bleeping it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I love Bob Slate. I, I bought one of those little um, Coombe jar sharpeners that I had my eye on until I realized yeah. it's a short point and it's also very small. So yeah. it's cute more than useful. But, it, you know, it was only eight bucks. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Bob, Slate's Bob Slate. It's cool. They have a lot of cool stuff. They have um, La Pen flexible point pens now, which is pretty Ooh. awesome. And yeah. they had two new colors, a navy blue and this like really dark magenta. So that was cool. I might have picked up like several of those. And um, my last fresh point is The Right Notepad's July 4th Special Edition. Yay! Mm. Um, Did you guys get a pack of those?
2: No. They look beautiful, though. Yeah.
1: So they released a special edition with um, sort of vintage white-looking covers featuring the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. And. The belly band is blue and they're sewn, they said by hand, but it was a sewing machine. But Chris sewed each one individually on a sewing machine with red thread. Yeah. So, yeah. like, they're, they're they look completely gorgeous. gorgeous. Like, lined up, they look so good. It's their really nice paper. And um, they made 243 of them. So, like, when they came and I read it and I ordered a pack, and I was t- thinking out loud to Frank. I'm like, why the hell is it 243? It's like, because that's the age of our country. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Oops, but um, <laughs> I appreciate
2: the like aesthetic and the execution of this. I think no pass did a really good job with that.
1: Yeah, and being being like an old East Coast city with a proud like Fu yeah. heritage to the British, yeah. we like <laughs> we like Fourth of July. Like, I'd love yeah. to see them do a really good um, uh, Fort McHenry edition. That's kind of like you know, Fuck you, King or something. That would be really <laughs> cool. Because like, I bought a mug there one time, and I refused to ever drink tea in it. And Frankie's like, why? I'm like, it's from Fort McHenry. We don't drink tea out of this mug. To so, see so, you don't hold the grudge. Yeah, it's like a big middle finger to our oppressors, even though, you know, we kind of started that war, which they don't teach us in school. Did you uh, <laughs>
0: Did you guys listen to Revisionist History? The uh, I Malcolm listen to Gladwell. it every day. <laughs> every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> in my own no, head. no, no I don't. Um, It's the uh, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. And his last episode on his Fourth of July episode was kind of like, it's kind of like what you're celebrating is not what you think you're celebrating. And he goes in and tells the story of the Boston Tea Party. Yeah. Um. And how it was actually like smugglers trying to like raise the prices on their own tea. It was just this crazy story. I yeah. think you'd like it. You should listen to it. Yeah. Um, it's a really good podcast.
1: But um, there. I mean, they went fast. I got okay. a lot of messages. Like, did you get any extras? Like, no, I got one. I don't yeah. want to be that be that guy. but that yeah. you know, twenty percent of them. <laughs> Although did, you know, they does, don't um, you.
2: Did Chris like number them? Did he put like? Oh like, no, they were not been.
1: numbered. But um, it's this is not their summer release. Their oh, anniversary okay. is next month. It's just like so. The cool thing about them, since they make their own stuff, is they can be like, "Hey, let's make a Keats edition for like yeah. just the hell of it. We'll just do five hundred, yeah." And like they just whip them up when they have time. which yeah. is cool. I mean, not that not a lot of thought doesn't go into them.
2: Yeah,
1: but yeah that's those are all my fresh points. Nice. Um well my
2: first one is is something I'm going to like declare here specifically to hold myself accountable to it um because at the by the time this airs I should have it up but um we should we should be air, be holding uh pre-orders for Plumbago 6 which is exciting. Um, yay. Yay. Uh, as we talked about before this is the travel and nature edition. Um and we have a lot of really interesting things um really good um visual submissions this time around like um you know we've we've skewed pretty heavily toward um essay and memoir and like like written things which is great and i think it's something that sets us apart from a lot of other zines out there but we definitely have some really interesting um uh visual stuff visual media in there and the cover is uh i don't know do you, do you all know diane Wright, the graphite artist who's in our group mm-hmm. yes. yeah yeah she let me generally let me use one of her um kind of like travel sketches on the cover and oh that's awesome still trying to figure out how to like make it really gel uh with like cuz i need to put like you know words in there as well instead of just the sketch but um we're still trying to figure that out so the like thumbnail for the cover is is um placeholder it's not the final thing um but yeah uh, go over to plumago.xyz and please please pre-order editions, if you want it you'll save a couple bucks and it gives us some uh extra revenue um to get it printed and to you know get things distributed so yay it should be a really good addition um and 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 also i'll have more details about like the stuff that'll be in it just to like tempt you as we as we go on get close to actually shipping it uh second thing i'll mention is um one of i think I think this might be my favorite Squire so far. Um, Baron Fig just released a new Squire pen, and it is the editor, um, and it is a red barrel pen uh, with uh, proof like proof marks um, on the like on the barrel, you know, like different different copy editing proof marks, and the ink is red, which is really fun. They haven't done a different colored ink since the experiment, which was you know Gangbusters. <gasps> um, yeah
1: mine comes today
2: oh really all right just tracked it up for delivery (laughs) if johnny's just like be right back and just drops the mic like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i it's they they just announced it like a few days ago and so i like none of us have ours in hand yet i don't think anybody has theirs in hand yet mine comes Um, tomorrow yeah but i'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of red this this refill has um the it looks really great on the um on the mocks but yeah something I, I wish this happened when we were doing like our kind of first round of edits on our book because I would love to <laughs> use this. Did you but get one of those uh
1: field notes red pins at um Valentine's oh, yeah, Day?
2: I, yep, I got one of those.
1: They were shipping those out with subs uh this yeah. time to Go Around. Yeah. They're Ooh, they're really pretty. That's
2: good to know. Yeah I like those a lot but I, I what I really like about um like Like, I like rollerball red ink just because, like, you don't have to press too hard to get, like, really bright scarlet red coming out. Mm. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing. Maybe next episode we'll have more of a review. But I mean, if it's like their other squires, it's really well balanced and it writes really smoothly. Um, This isn't a pen podcast, but I really don't mind talking about squires here (laughs) because they're so nice. Cool. Uh, That's it for my Fresh Points. How about you, Tim?
0: Uh, I was going to. First thing I want to talk about is what people probably want to hear about the yep. most or what they assumed we were going to spend most of our time on, but field notes, uh, I was going to talk about two new additions that, that came to our attention. Uh, yeah. of course we're going to talk about the national parks. I'll do that second. First, I was going to bring up the Wilco field notes <laughs> collaboration. Yeah. So I've talked about Wilco before, one of my favorite bands and, uh, they do this festival called solid sound up in Massachusetts or is it Massachusetts? I've never been there. So, or is it New Hampshire? I don't know. It's up in the up in the Northeast, and uh, they always have like special events going on, like all these different musicians and artists and things. And then they all have. We well, usually have a special uh, merch that they they sell there. And being a Chicago, a good Chicago band, they collaborated with Field Notes and made a really awesome six pack edition. It like comes in a box, so it's like. It's not just a little three packs that they threw together, you yeah. know. It's it's a it's the real deal. It comes in a in a box, kind of which sounds a lot to like the uh, the was it uh, National Crops? Didn't that one come in a box or what's, yeah. what's the one yep. that came in a box? National Crops
2: yeah. and Workshop Companion
0: and Workshop Companion. Yeah, yeah,
1: Workshop had like the slip box. Yeah, these have.
0: So it's um, and and so there are six, which corresponds with the band members, like the number of people in the band. So every member of the band got their own. Uh, edition and a different designer uh, designed each of them um, inspired by and i think and i i guess uh draplin did jeff tweedy's yeah uh so the the lead singer so they look incredible and i I think so i'm getting most of this information i'm going to put a link in the show notes um i really love i've talked about it before but i really love take note podcast yeah. and they um they did like a special kind of breaking news episode yeah <laughs> well <laughs> well adam was at solid sound because he was Ad, there so i love adam just broke the
2: news and like hell broke loose in the field <laughs> yeah. <nuts group>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: can you get me a pack
2: can you get yeah. me a pack oh man i oh, was God. one of them yeah, he, he spent like he spent like six hundred dollars on field notes uh <sighs> specifically because like to
0: to do orders for people who got in ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tried. I was like, come on, please dude. I was obsessed with Wilco. But, um, but he made the, the, the point, the excellent point where he's, he said, this is too beautiful, too well done and too intricate to just be available at this one festival once. So, and he, he said in the, the tweet, When he said that, um, I believe was like retweeted or liked by Field Notes or something. So, hopefully, that is a hint that these will be available at some point um, through Wilco's website.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine they just printed like such a custom edition just for Solid Sound, which I had never heard of.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't think so. And uh, with six different designers working like yeah, freelance to do this, and I don't know. We'll see. I really hope because I'd hate to. I'd I would be sick to my stomach if I missed out on, <laughs> on these ones because there it's just like my another one of those my world's collide kind of moments from like two things that I um, just absolutely was like when John Steinbeck pencil came out and it's kind of like that two things yeah. that I absolutely love coming together so I'll put a link to their episode because they talk about a lot and do uh, you know describe it and, and and talk about other awesome Wilco stuff so yeah it was like on the, <laughs> this is Adam on the scene talking about (laughs) field notes (laughs) collaboration Uh, i really really wish he was like recording it yeah like as walking through the festival and being like yeah i'm here and just just describing what's around him. there are people surrounding the table um (laughs) uh yeah and so the other edition that just came i just got mine today you know johnny you have yours and andy yours are coming tomorrow you said
2: Uh, they should be i'm at work but they should be coming today
0: Oh, today. Okay, cool. Sweet. So, the newest edition, which is uh, really special, is the National Parks, which you probably heard about by now. But if not, uh, this is kind of a long time coming. I think this is an edition that I always kind of like we all, people I think we even all, talked about at some point, like where we. I feel- I feel like every summer
2: since I started, like, following people talking about Field Notes, which was yep. the summer of, like, America the
0: Beautiful, people mm-hmm. have been wanting, ooh, do a National Parks edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, man, did they do it right. So they did oh, – uh, yeah. it is uh, graph paper, and they went uh, above and beyond and did three different packs. So for subscribers, you ended up getting three packs uh, sent to you, which is really, really – Freaking cool! Um, so they did uh, a separate edition for Yosemite, Zion, Acadia, Grand Canyon, Joshua Tree, Mount Rainier, uh, Rocky Mountain, Great Smoky Mountains, uh, and Yellowstone. All nine of those got their own edition, and it's and a collaboration
2: it, with the fifty-nine
0: parks guys, right? Like the yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Artists of the fifty-nine parks print series, um, and they, yeah, they just kind of went all out on this one, which is really, uh, really. Amazing. I was trying to look at the there. I had something about yeah. They they used the um, is that the covers are printed on a, ver, a variety of colored 100 pound cover stocks using a custom five color process that started with underprinting white ink. Um, mm. This allowed us to incorporate the color of the paper into the artwork, so you can see that kind of like depth when you see the covers that the uh, it 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 almost it seems like it's not printed on there. Like this is just what the paper always looked like, you know? Okay. So that's, it's re- like, you can really see it on the grand Canyon one. I feel like when, um, because that's like, that, that cover is basically 20, it looks like 25 different shades of like tan, you know, but, um, but then you look on the other side and you can see the base color and it's really awesome. How they do, so that's how they do the, the field notes, uh, logo on the front is just the color of the paper. What's your the,
2: favorite, what's your favorite uh, cover?
0: gosh it is it is like really impossible to pick i mean the ones um i feel like this is one of those editions that i'll just like a different one every time i pick up one but i, mean, I think if i had yeah. to pick one um i would probably go with the zion national park uh book it's where he's uh there's like a guy or woman walking through um i don't know what you what do you even call that like a crevice like a break in the rocks where there's like a Pathway of water going through the rocks. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that one's great.
0: That's yeah. probably my favorite. But the uh, and um, the, the Yosemite one is pretty breathtaking with the stars. Oh, yeah,
2: the stars. Oh, yeah, that that's an interesting one because I don't know if I've ever seen them do that thing where they put the Field Notes logo at the bottom. And they did yeah. that with both yeah. with Rocky Mountains and with Yosemite. Yeah. And yeah, um, was, I did not even notice that.
0: Like, I didn't yeah. Even, like I didn't even process that.
2: Yeah. They and they did it with Joshua Teach. Joshua Tree as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. How about you, Johnny? What's your favorite? Oh man,
1: I don't know. I really like the um, Mount Rainier because I like bears. Yeah. Um. So that probably, and I really, really like the um Rocky Mountain with the stag on the front. That's really cool. Yeah, it's very really, yeah. uh, you know, grabbing. Yeah. Gosh, the. Uh...
0: I, I, the same, I'm doing it now where I'm I'm all of a sudden like, yeah, I like that one too. And I like that one too. Um, I, I, I'm, I love buffalos. And so I love that the Yellowstone one with the buffalos yeah. on it. Speaking of bears, the great smoky mountain one has the two bears on the front of that one as well. Yeah. So sure.
1: you haven't, you mean, you haven't gotten yours yet, but what from web pictures is your favorite?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I like the Rainier ones just cause of the, like the colors of the flowers and the, yeah. like, the mountain in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like just, just looking at the pictures, I like the Acadia one just because it reminds mm-hmm. me of those like nineteen like twenties, thirties like tourism posters. Yeah. Um, which I'm a big fan of. Um
0: yeah, it's kind of got a madman sort yeah. of ad copy feel to yeah. like uh, ad
2: I have pictures. a I have a fe- I have a feeling that when I see the Yosemite one in person, like that starry sky is gonna be like really amazing. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard to pick now, but it's yeah, I'm liking all of these.
0: One uh Another cool little detail is that on the inside, one thing they changed that when you open up the front cover, there's a box that uh, to get the official national park passport stamp in that, uh, like there's like a big section for it. It's like when you go to the parks, you can get, I guess they have some sort of a passport that you can get where you stamp all the parks that you've been to. Yeah. So that's just kind of cool. So they've got that there. So you can get it stamped when you actually go to the parks. I I think that was a a neat detail. and, And
2: Johnny, not to put you on the spot, but you had, you maybe had some like, you know, words of criticism about this, didn't
1: you? Are you willing to uh, talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I love this edition, and like, I was trying to think of the last time they put out one where I was like, "Oh my god, I love this!" I, it was probably Campfire. Hmm. Just you know, I had you know that has a field notes vibe, but um, I like, f- I still like field notes, but I've noticed that I use them less because they're becoming objects and not notebooks. Hmm. And like, at first, it was just collectors doing that like you know oh i can make some money off this i'm gonna buy a ton of these and you know get suckers mm -hmm, later mm -hmm. but now the way field notes the way they sell like the old editions at their hq for market price yeah and the way that i don't know like they can't really think people are going to use all these damn notebooks yeah like they know that most of these aren't getting used anymore and they're printing more and more which is cool because you know they're a business and making money is what they want to do but like I feel like they don't make field notes anymore; they make pocket art, yeah, that you and could I, use as a notebook,
2: and I, if you want to, I was thinking about that, and i I totally see what you're saying, like like even so the first uh, probably for many people, but for me, the first edition that was just like, "Wow, this is beautiful, was America the beautiful, but somehow it still felt usable, like it still felt yeah. like it was a utility because it was very much in tribute to like the um know those old halftone pocket notebooks but but this one because like it's an artist collaboration and it like you know is limited edition and this very like you know they're just so gorgeous i totally see that here like this this feels it feels hard to use it like i have that
1: resistance and they're like their quality control is getting a little bad like every time i get notebooks it looks like they really need to change the blades and their cutters and um you know, our friends at Write Notepads have showed me what they use, and they're like, yeah, the blades are dull. That's why that's happening. I'm like, but that's just sloppy. You're increasing the prices, and the, the, um, the quality is going down, and I, I like the designs, but like, like I said, they're just not the same anymore, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but
2: yeah, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure finding they have a much broader appeal now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm finding myself less interested in using them, and then I, look, I compare them to like Write Notepads where sometimes their design is like really careful but they've yeah. always been that way they've always been like a beefy notebook that is gorgeous but also really understated yeah and like talking to chris and moses like they are horrified at the idea that people would stash these notebooks away yeah like, they don't even make that many they're like no please like break these some bitches open and use them and now like the the stuff they use to wrap them now you can't really seal anymore so you can't really say they're sealed you always could have opened them which i don't think is an accident because yeah. it's a little harder to use that stuff um, in
2: response. You have thirty yeah, seconds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you to the moderator and thank you to the <laughs> people of the, yeah, you know, good state of. Um, Yo soy yeah, americano. Yes, <laughs> <it's amazing. laughs> me, Tim Wassum. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I kind of I've gone the opposite direction where I, I've I've talked about this before, but I've, where I've used more and more field notes. But like the way I feel about it is almost like uh, the the. St- The form of it, especially with this one, it's like it's it's still like the humble form. It's the same exact inside that they've always had. You know, it's the same simple little notebook that is meant is designed had always been even before field notes to be this like utilitarian thing. But when you have a business like that and you have people that are sort of that talented, just when they're in my head, it's like it became so popular that it let them finally kind of do what they had always wanted to do before then. Yeah. Hi, Henry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's all right.
1: what you well, it's his namesake's birthday today, which we forgot to mention. Oh, really? Pencil hero Henry David Thoreau would be 202 today if he was a zombie.
0: Oh, Henry, say happy birthday, Mr. Thoreau.
1: Happy birthday. <laughs> um, Henry
0: came down, and this is actually an appropriate uh, interruption because he came down to get help with the new Hot Wheels thing he got, which is called the pencil pusher.
1: Oh. What?
0: Um, yeah. yeah.
1: It looking is this like, up yeah
0: it is a trailer it's like a, a trailer that has a sort of like supercharged school bus in the back of it and uh you can and it comes with like a ruler and a crayon sharpener and a little like pencil holder kind of in it so yeah
1: oh uh, my god my handmade would lose it for this where where'd you go
0: oh there you are all right take it upstairs all right, <laughs> all right see ya <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I, I just feel like that. You know, with I mean, the prices have gone up on it, and I was just saying that like I feel like the the resources they've got from it have let them do kind of what they always would have done. So I feel like maybe things would have started like this at the beginning if they just had the the means
1: to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't mean to be like you know super down on field notes. Like I I have a, I have a subscription. I probably always will. I really like them, but um they've just changed so much. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't want to jump in, you know, be an old fuddy duddy and be like, well, it's different now. It sucks. Cause you know, being different doesn't mean it sucks. I mean, it could be awesome. They changed their paper and every time they change it, it's better. Yeah. So, you know, not all change is bad, but you know, they, they started out making those, um, you know, the crappy pens and the crappy pencils and they were cheap and they were throwing in one all the time. And now like they've really crept up in price and they also sell that like you know, $120, or $180 pen full of vintage wood which just seems really unfield field notes. That I agree with. Yeah. Like, what the is hell is some... anyone going to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: No, that, that I totally agree with. Um, I mean, even
1: the Space Pen was pushing it. Like, it was cool because they're made in America and yeah, they're really good in your pocket, but also they're expensive compared to, like, but, field notes.
2: And I think this really kind of illustrates the difference between Draplin and field notes. Like... You know, Draplin is a designer who often uses Field Notes as sort of like his designs, and to kind of carry his utilitarian-like philosophy forth. And Field Notes is a business that's trying to sell notebooks. And yeah, often they like overlap really well, but I think that that a lot of that illustrates kind of the the difference, right? Like, it's it's no longer just a manifestation of Draplin's designs. It's like a collaboration with other artists, and it's like, you know, you know, notebook and expensive pens you know things like that so
1: yeah I, yeah i mean I think they're so, so pretty yeah. but i think this is the edition where i'm finally like wow they're not what they used to be yeah i mean maybe they'll shock me in the fall edition will be just like you know some brown notebooks as like they used <laughs> to do for because i've been i mean i felt the i have all the colors back to um packet of sunshine they're just like hey it's spring let's make some yellow notebooks like oh awesome yeah. now like i don't know they're getting wackier and wackier yeah and like that's cool once in a while, but it's like all the time. Like, what kind of crazy thing are they going to put? Like, then it's got to be exhausting for them. Yeah, and we like. No, and also, yeah. I, see, I'm like on the I'm on the total
0: opposite spectrum. I'm like, this has to be totally exciting for them. I bet they're just like, we can do whatever we want. Like, we
1: can go nuts. <laughs> yeah. We can just like, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, and, I mean, they've done it a lot, so I knew they weren't going to do it. But I'm I'm disappointed that none of our stationary friends have touched the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Like this is low hanging fruit. Like when no one touched throws two hundredth birthday, like yeah. the guy who made notebooks and pencils, like right, notepads did a short edition and no one else like pretended it existed. Yeah, <laughs> like that would have been an easy black wing. We would have bought because I would have bought them all.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: really yeah. quick.
2: I want to like, see a Nat a NASA collaboration where they like they. I'm I'm sure they used little notebooks like, you know, in like some kind of little notebooks on
1: like in space, right? Like. Yeah, that would be cool. I wonder how they would bind them cuz I guess staples would be tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know That'd that. That awesome. would be awesome. Hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah, in conclusion, I don't hate field notes, I swear. Yeah, <laughs> I really really like I love this edition. I'm going to use the crap out of them and fill them up and bust them up, but I'm not going to buy four sets of them.
2: Do we yeah. seriously no, just
1: have a whole bunch of fresh points just about paper and not about pencils? <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, and, a, and yeah. a pen even. We talked. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: talked about notebooks and a pen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough.
2: Welcome to the pen addict. This hey, you, <laughs>
1: you got to write on something. Yeah, it's true. It's hard to write on your arm with a pencil. Yeah. yeah, I mean, unless you like want a really, 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 really deep cut, get your tetanus <laughs> shot, and we like, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to do that, that's true. But um, yeah,
0: that is funny. Hey, oh, also. We uh, we didn't mention, and this will make this really quick. But there's also a moleskin that new that just came out that we all kind of have a interest in, which is the new Bob Dylan. They have three new Bob Dylan notebooks that they just came out with. Which you guys saw those?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they make cool out. stuff.
0: Yeah, they're kind they're of and actually. These ones are there's three of them, and like two of them I'm not interested in at all. Uh, they're these like sort of his whole face on them. Yeah. I don't like those. One of them is <laughs> like his face in like 1963, like the young Bob <laughs> yep. Dylan. Bob
2: Dylan's face isn't something that we want to put on the front of a notebook.
0: <laughs> yeah. it takes me a while to get through a notebook. I'm not like one to look and gaze yeah. into his eyes every time. And then there's <laughs> one that's like him in um uh, it's like sixty eight or sixty nine when he's got the sunglasses on. That one's a little cooler. But they're also like green and per- and like violet colored. But there is one where it's like a a picture of him from behind. Yeah, that one's my favorite. Yeah, he's playing guitar playing guitar. And then there's a um uh, I'm gonna try to find the the lyric that's on there. It's uh Yes, my guard stood hard when abstract threats, too noble to neglect, deceive, deceived me into thinking I had something to protect. Good and bad, I define these terms quite clear, no doubt. Somehow, ah, uh, but I was so much older then. I'm younger than that now. So, mm. so that's it. Has that up at the top, and that one's really sharp. It's like two tone, like black and white, where it's just like him in, in, in relief,
1: kind of. So yeah. that one, I am tempted. to pick Yeah, they up. do a good job with their stuff. I yeah. wish they would do um, pocket size limited edition books, though. I tend to use those more. Are these available
2: only in in the UK or? not know. you can get them. Oh on no, Amazon. here it is.
1: Here it is. That,
0: that link
2: in show notes is the the UK one.
0: Yeah, I, um, I
2: just noticed. So whoops, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. The, they're also they're also yeah not they're more expensive than the moleskins usually are, right? Because of the collector's box maybe. Yeah, their their price is going Yeah, came
0: with the, yeah came with the box, which but um like, most of samples. them wind
1: up going for sale on uh, their website later because like they make so many damn special editions they're like and th- you know they're expensive i don't think people collect closets of them for you know posterity
0: yeah yeah
1: i still prefer the black ones
0: yeah so yet another notebook <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah cool
1: all right well so is that it yeah, we, we could wish so. our, our pencil hero an extra happy birthday today. Yes. Yay. Happy birthday, HDT. Go take a walk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take a walk. Yeah, I, I, my, my kids and I took a walk today to honor take, Mr. Thoreau, but we did drink coffee. Take a walk and eat a sandwich, guys. There you go. Get yourself a throw sandwich. <laughs> so yeah. actually, it's they, just, it's just they have bread s-
0: with air in the middle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: There's this sandwich there called um, the Walden. And it has meat, and I was like, "This can't be." And then look over in the Walden Pond. is a different sandwich. I'm like, "Oh, uh, okay." Just tip over the tip over the table. How dare you, <laughs> like, sir? I'm gonna climb the counter. <laughs> you sons of bitches! <laughs> Pull them over
0: the counter like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, think we're ready to wrap things up. You guys, anything right. else you wanted to bring up? Cool. I think that's uh, it. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode 120 of the Erasable Podcast. You can find us online. You can find the <laughs> show notes for this episode online at <laughs> Erasable. <That's> Jenny, sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry. I've, erasable. I tried to yeah. lead away.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <it's all> right. <laughs> we start. Theo's biting my hand right now. Um, You can (laughs) find the show notes for this episode at erasable.us slash 120. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash erasable podcast. And join our group at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. We are on Twitter and Instagram at erasable podcast. And uh, Andy, where can people find you on the internet?
2: I am at andy.wtf. You can find the blog that I never update, uh, but it's now ad-free at (laughs) woodclinch.com. (laughs) <laughs> uh, or um, or find me on Twitter
1: and Instagram as at a wealthy cool. how about you Johnny um, you can find me on the internet at pencilrevolution.com and on social media at pencilution and I promise I'm not like planning some sort of I hate you field notes <laughs> thing because like <laughs> I, mean, think it's, I think they're
0: coming out on pencil revolution
1: yeah, about- <laughs> they're, they're so pretty I'll, I'll race anybody to fill them all up
0: and I believe you'd win that race. Absolutely. Yeah. Nah, Larry, Larry beat me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, you can find me on the internet at Tim Wassum on Twitter and at Timothy Wassum on Instagram. Thanks again for listening to episode 120 and we'll talk to you soon. Do you like our podcast? Most people like our podcast. But if you don't like our podcast, maybe we'll turn it off.